0: You are now listening to This and That, a podcast collaboration about some of everything that's anything with your hosts, David and Brenda. Now, let's get to talking about this and that. Hi, podcast listeners. Welcome to another edition of This and That. You are listening to Brenda also known as Miss Brenbren,
1: And this is David, a.k.a. Dr. David, a.k.a. The Professor.
0: And we are podcasting again from Podcast Land Studio, where we're going to talk about some of everything that's anything. Today is August 3rd, 2019. Where has the time gone, David? It's August.
1: Yeah, the year will be over before you know it.
0: Are we having fun or what? Because December will be here before you know it. Uh, yep, and it'll be 2020. Wow.
1: Yep, we are definitely having fun. That is correct. And as usual, we like to acknowledge our faithful listeners that are out there across uh, 49 countries, 5 continents, with a few shout-outs.
0: And we're going to start off here in the United States with a shout out to listeners in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Denver, Colorado, San Jose, California, Louisville, Kentucky. And if we go overseas on an international shout out, we're going to say hello to our listeners in London, Canada,
1: and also in London, England. Amsterdam, Netherlands. And Johannesburg, a.k.a. Joburg, in South Africa. So again,
0: thank you not just to those listeners, but to all of our listeners, because we're grateful to everyone that keeps tuning in week after week to listen to what we have to say and what we're going to talk about. We want to do a shout-out to our special listeners in the United States military, here in America, and in international locations. And uh, we want to say thank you for your service, and thank you to your families and civilian
1: supporters that
0: are there with you.
1: We salute you, thank you for your service, and also thanks to all the first responders out there as well.
0: Now, David, where can people listen in if they want to hear our podcast?
1: Well, our podcast, which is free, don't think we've mentioned that yet this week. Uh, it's free. It's always been free, and it is still free. It's available at several uh, streaming service locations and across various podcast, podcast apps, including our home base the SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, formerly known as iTunes, stitcher spotify google play music and tune in it's also available on all alexa voice assisted devices
0: now um like we always tell our listeners we do want to hear from you so if you have any comments want to tell us where you're listening in from so we can do a shout out to your location where
1: would people send us emails they would send that to this and that at aboutgreatercincinnati.com. That's this the letter N that all nine characters together at sign aboutgreatercincinnati.com. We also have an email distribution list that uh, listeners can sign up for and be notified as to when new podcasts are available and other information on that as well.
0: Now I know we're um, getting ready to. Um get into the topics that we're going to talk about um, on this edition, our 26th edition of This and That. But I want to ask you this question. What's up with this black moon?
1: Oh, well, the black moon is uh, essentially when you have two new moons in a row. And the new moon, uh, I believe everybody knows, is when The moon phase is such that you don't see it in the sky. So I think that's why they call it the black moon, because it's not visible. I had never heard that term, quite honestly, until a week ago.
0: Okay, so it's not that the moon itself is black in color. No. It's just that it's not visible to the naked eye. Right, it's the second
1: new moon, and new moons aren't visible.
0: Okay, well I just had to ask, because people were talking about that, and I know that it's already happened... But um, I just want to
1: yeah, find it's out just, a little bit more about what the black moon is. It's just like the blue moon isn't blue. So the blue moon is when you have, you know, two full moons in in a month. So the second full moon they call the blue moon. I don't know why, because it's not blue. So the second new moon is called the black moon. don't know why, because it's not black either. But isn't the strawberry moon a little red? Um... Can be, but I don't know if it was always that way. Because it was just called the strawberry moon because of the the harvest. The Native Americans had the straw. It was the first moon that signified, oh, the start of the strawberry harvest, which meant that the end of the harsh winter months were were done because strawberries are the first produce that pop out the ground.
0: But um, let's then now get into what topics are we going to talk about today?
1: This and that, episode 26, is our supersized edition because there's just so much that happened in the past week, we couldn't contain it in the normal span of this and that, so we had to supersize it. We're gonna do an interview with uh, Kamisha Chambers and talk about the 4 Caris organization and uh, some upcoming activities there. We'll also do a recap of a huge festival weekend that just happened here In Southwest Ohio, and that's the Cincinnati Music Festival and Associated Events. And we also have our Words of Wisdom. It sounds like it's going to be another
0: packed edition of This and That, right? Uh, Absolutely. Because we always have something to say um, that's going to be in the sphere of infotainment. Do we not? Yes, that's correct. All right. So let's get into our infotainment for today on this edition of This and That. Are you ready? Yep, let's go. You are now listening to This and That with David and Brenda. There is a phrase that says we make a difference by the lives we touch. And I'm not sure who said that. But I think the um, organization that we're about to talk to um, is definitely fulfilling those that mission of making a difference by touching many lives. And I'm very excited that we have Kamisha Chambers with the Four Carice Organization joining us today in Podcast Land Studio. Hi, Kamisha Hi. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: And we're very excited that you're going to tell our listening audience of This and That about For Carisse. So why don't we get started with you telling us what For Carisse is all about.
2: Sure. I would love to. Thank you again for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you. The organization is entitled For Caris. It is the Roman numeral four, and it's Compassionate Hearts Assisting, Restoring, Instructing, and Serving. It's the Greek word for grace, and it is a faith-based organization. We are unapologetically here to service the underserved community. We've been in existence now for 20 years. That is a Big milestone. Wow. That's
0: that's wonderful.
2: Yeah, yeah. We're super excited about that. You know, when you're in the trenches so much, you don't really pay attention. And then you look up and it's like, oh, wow. What? It's 20 years later we're still doing this. This is amazing. So,
1: wow, um, time oh, really yeah. flies. Now, now as, yeah. you, as you said, Kamisha, that's that's a real significant milestone, the 20 years. Um yeah. in that 20 years, what would you say was the is the, the biggest accomplishment for carissa's has had or the biggest impact? <sighs>
2: Wow, so the biggest accomplishment that we have had is we have touched the lives of over 40,000 individuals through our cumulative programming. It's been a really, really rewarding experience for us. And what's so great is that it started out as just a small missionary Concept. Our founder, uh, Miss Mamie Harris, she was a pastor's wife, and her, her husband unfortunately passed away uh, in 2004, but it started out of their church, and she just wanted to help people. She saw there was a need, and one small thought turned into an organization that has really been impactful in over 40,000-plus lives.
0: Now, what church was that?
2: Yeah, so the name of it was Emmanuel's New Mount Zion Christian Center, and the late Reverend Michael Harris Sr. was the pastor there. Okay. It was here in Cincinnati. All
0: right. Um, now, what are the specific services that Fort Carice covers? Sure, so
2: Fort Carice is a an organization that provides HIV and Hepatitis C counseling, testing, and referral services, as well as educational services. And so our niche is that we have always been in the locked-in facilities and court-adjudicated facilities providing services. And so individuals who are deemed high risk for contracting HIV and or hepatitis C will attend a class and they will get more information on the diseases, the respective diseases, how they contracted, what are the symptoms, and then they'll sign up to receive a test. And so one of our staff members will go in and conduct the screening. And if someone is positive, we have relationships with different providers from Holmes Hospital and other UC and other entities that can help them further their care into getting proper medication and
3: further screening.
1: Now, do you do this um, for other organizations or is it just for these um, locked in and court adjudicated um, situations? (laughs)
2: Yeah, so we uh we started so we have contractual work there, but we are in the communities, we are in the churches. One of the things that we are so appreciative of our founder for is the fact that she wanted to bridge the gap between the church and the community. And so in addition with her being in the lockdown facilities and court adjudicated facilities, she goes out into the community, she does awareness. Uh, in different schools. She also does awareness in churches. So she's hit on multiple sectors of the community providing one of the services that our organization is trained to do.
0: Now when you say she has done work in the schools, do you mean K through 12 or on a collegiate level?
2: Both. So she has been in the K-12 through Cincinnati Public School District. She's also been with, um, it is a school out here in North College Hill. She provided some services there in that school district. Um, and this is all educational services because uh, she has a, a risk avoidance program that goes under the umbrella of Four So that was entitled You Are Your Own Life Story. And so she would go into these schools. She would provide education. She also had a website that was created for young people because a lot of times young people, we know, uh, are interested in sexual experiences. And a lot of times they'll go to websites that are not 100% uh, trustworthy and they can walk away. With with some misinformation and so she wanted to just provide a resource for them and so she has a she had a website that was a sexual education website. So she presented on that, she presented on working with youth to understand their mission statement for their life, their vision statement, completing goals for themselves from a one year, three year and five year perspective. So she did that at the at the K through twelve level and then she also worked with different colleges uh, throughout the state of Ohio when we did a campaign, a year-long campaign. So she was on different uh, college campuses providing education and screenings as well.
1: Now, speaking of working throughout the state of Ohio, I remember um, a few years back, there was uh, um, um, you all working hand-in-hand with Test One Million, I believe. Yeah, yeah, Uh you have a great
2: memory that is that was a really and that was a really, really great time for us too. It was a year long program or campaign that we ran, and so her mentor. So Ms. Mamie actually went to the Black AIDS Institute for two years, and she trained under Phil Wilson. He had a program that was certified from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, and it was a scientific and medical treatment college on HIV. And she completed that, and upon her completion, she and Phil just developed a really strong mentor-mentee relationship, and he wanted to talk with her about piloting a program that he did in LA he wanted to do it in Cincinnati and the idea of it was so great we wanted to expand it beyond just Cincinnati and made it a whole statewide initiative so our goal was to screen 10,000 African Americans for HIV throughout the state for a whole year and so we had partners in Cincinnati all the way to Cleveland uh, that was working with us on that effort and it was a part of a large Effort from the Black AIDS Institute, which was to screen one million African Americans for HIV in the United States.
0: Right, and yeah. you brought some heavy hitters into the um, community to help you with that campaign, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Sure did. We had from our former governor, um, Ted Strickland, and his former lieutenant governor. Uh, Lee Fisher. We had their cabinet. We had former Senator Eric Kearney. We had, he's a current senator now. At the time, he was a councilman, um, Cecil Thomas. We had multiple churches. their pastors. We had the Ohio Department of Health director who was the medical director who signed off. We had the ODATIS, the Ohio drug and what is it, Ohio Drug and Alcohol? It's like one of those long names, addiction services. <laughs> uh, they were involved. We had multiple entities that signed off and were there, we had a press conference, and we kicked that off, and then we culminated the event with a Test 1 Million Ohio Celebrity Tour, which is where Delta Sigma Theta got involved here in Cincinnati. They were our Cincinnati liaison and so we had brought in Rockman Dunbar, Shirley Ralph, Danny Glover, Lamont Rucker, Hidea Broadbent and Margolyn Brown were our celebrities that we have worked with and we traveled from city to city uh, so from Cincinnati to Dayton we were at Central State University, Miami, Ohio State University. We were everywhere with this wrapped limo with "Test One Million Ohio" signage. It was one of the greatest experiences our organization has had
0: today. Yeah, so you were just a little busy.
1: Absolutely, Just a little busy.
4: a little busy.
1: Now, speaking of, of busy, um, you've, you've got a uh, walkathon coming up. Um, Tell the folks about that.
4: Yeah, so...
2: Uh, thank you for acknowledging that we are having our walkathon, and it's so funny because we wanted to have a so the board of directors we wanted to have like this grandiose breakfast or this big luncheon or something to honor Miss Mamie and her twenty years of service and her leadership with the organization and the milestones that she's made and she said no and so we were like okay well what can we do and she was like something that will benefit the community and so. We said, okay, is a walk okay? And she said, well, talk to me about that more. So we, the board, came up with doing a 5K walkathon in honor of her and her work. And uh, we wanted to, it's going to be at Wentworth Park on August the 10th from 8 a.m. until noon. We're going to have live music. We're going to have a Zumba warm up. We're going to have some key partners that she's worked with over the 20 years come and share about their work experience with Miss Mamie and then individuals will get a chance to walk if they choose to or uh, stay and dance to the music. Uh, we have food that we'll be providing and nice raffles and everybody will walk away with a Chick-fil-A sandwich. How awesome is that? I love Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: well, Trust well, we're me, with you on
0: that one. I was going to say, you are <laughs> yeah. not
3: alone.
0: I'm like, sign me up just for that alone, people. <laughs> now, is there a registration fee
2: it is yes, so it is twenty five dollars for walker registration, and any donation is welcome uh, so individuals can go to our website as i v c h uh, a r i s dot o r g and can get all the information for the walk they'll also see um there's a link where you, it'll take you right to the registration page. Um, some individuals I know are not fans of donating on websites or uh, Eventbrite, so we have Cash App um, that's available. It's the dollar sign, all caps for Carice. Um And so yes, yeah, twenty-five dollars walker registration, but all donations are welcome. And anybody who donates or anybody, I'm sorry, who signs up for walker registration is automatically entered into one of our. Well, into the raffles, and they'll have the potential of winning one or two awesome gifts.
0: Okay. And can you share what those gifts are?
2: I or is that a secret? So, well, I can't tell exactly where because I don't want to ruin the surprise, but one of them is an overnight stay at a, a hotel, three-star hotel, and another one is a um, dining experience at a five-star restaurant. Ooh,
0: those sound
1: like
3: a good It's
1: an upgrade from the Chick-fil-A sandwiches. <laughs> I know, right?
0: <laughs> Big upgrade. <laughs> That's a big upgrade, but you know, I like Chick-fil-A, so I wouldn't I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't I wouldn't yeah, I wouldn't turn my nose up at that one. No, no. You know it. I surely would. <laughs> um mm-hmm. I remember looking on your website there was something about trauma education.
2: Yes. Yes. What's so that what all about? Yeah. So we um So for Carice, what we've done is we, in addition to the services that I had uh, mentioned earlier in this conversation, we decided to expand our portfolio. And so what we've realized is that you can really make some significant impact when you are doing the program side, but you really, really, really can do some major change from a policy level. And so we started working on shaping federal policy for HIV AIDS. And in that time, we realized that there is such a root cause to all of this when looking at it from a full well-rounded perspective. And a lot of the clients that we're seeing were coming to us requesting tests, but they are, it's a lot of underlying causes that are there and a lot of them, travel back and trace back to trauma, childhood trauma. So Miss Mamie, in her uh, true fashion, decided to inform her passion and got trained on this. And Now uh, she was on a a federal grant where she was working in some schools with the parents and actually conducting childhood trauma training because it's one thing when you work with just the children, but you have to also engage the parents. So we expanded our Portfolio to now working on identifying the ACEs and understanding different, it's a point system. You can really identify and help a person with identifying how much trauma they may be experiencing and what are some things that we can do to help. And so we're really diving into that as we move forward, uh, looking forward with the organization after year 20.
0: Now, carissa has been making... A big impact, b- making a big difference on lives, over the past twenty years. So, congrats to you on that.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Absolutely. And um, again, for for folks, do you wanna um, give out that website address so they can get yes, more information? Yes, definitely.
2: It uh, it is I V as in Victor C. H-A-R-I-S, as in Sam, dot O-R-G. They can go on there and check us out and see what we do and get familiar with us and join us on August 10th. We would love to have anyone who wants to come and support
3: this effort.
1: Now, do you have a phone number for for folks who might want to not do something on a website because they want to have some kind of confidential conversation?
2: Absolutely, sure. That phone number is area code
0: 513-542-9730. Now, Ms. Mamie has, and the organization for Carice, has been making a difference to over 40,000 individuals over the 20 years. So, again, my hat's off to um, all of you for everything Thank that you. you've done. And I'm looking forward to hearing about another 20-plus years of your efforts.
2: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. We really appreciate you in in talking and spreading this effort and being on a journey with us. We really, really appreciate you.
1: All right, thanks again, Kamisha, for spending some time um, via phone with us in Podcast Land Studio and with our audience.
2: Awesome. You all have a great weekend. Thank you again.
1: Well, Fort
0: Carice has definitely been a busy organization over the past 20 years. What a milestone.
1: Uh, that is absolutely true. They've impacted over 40,000 individuals' lives uh, in, a, in a very real way.
0: That's a lot of people. Yes. Um, and it's not surprising that Miss Mamie, who founded the organization, didn't want to have a celebration of her, but
1: a celebration involving the community. Yes, that's very much in keeping with who she is. And that walkathon is coming up on August the 10th, 2019, Saturday. It is 8:30 to 12 noon. Registration starts at 8 a.m and it's a $25 sign up for that. And if you're in the area, it takes place at uh, Winton Woods Park. And I'm sure they'll have signs directing you to exactly where they are within that park. You can also go to their website that uh, Kamisha brought up, which is for Caris, meaning the Roman numeral for I-V Caris. Again, that's spelled C-H-A-R-I-S, so I-V-C-H-A-R-I-S dot O-R-G. Listen to This and That on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and other major podcast apps and services.
0: The Cincinnati Music Festival is one of the biggest festivals in the country. Don't just take our word for it. If you were to read a recent Newsweek article, uh, didn't they list it as one of the 15 Best urban festivals
1: or festivals in the year 2019? Just festivals, period. They, I mean, they put it with um, um, up there with uh, Coachella. Uh, Coachella and Lollapalooza and all those other stuff. So it's not just urban. Now, the CMF folks say it's one of the biggest urban festivals, which is true. But just Newsweek, as you said, they rated it in the top 15. And what about and Essence? Like, um, Essence said it was one of the top... Um, five or so um, R&B festivals in the country.
0: And uh, artists keep coming back, so it must be
1: on their bucket list to perform here. Uh, uh, Yes, absolutely. And it it keeps getting bigger and bigger, and it's morphed over the years with various sponsorships. And now that it's, you know, the Cincinnati Music Festival sponsored by Procter & Gamble... No, it's it's Cincinnati Music Festival... Presented, presented by Park and me. Gamble. That's true. They're presenting sponsor, but it's it's gotten you know bigger and bigger and bigger, and that is just going to keep growing and growing. And I think you're correct. I think it's one of these must must have stops because you know fun fact was it last year or the year before um, Janet Jackson was set to the headline. But I believe
0: it was last. Year. I think
1: I think it was last year. She was she was set the headline. But then they had this whole um, conflict come up basically because of her normal tour. I don't know who made this decision. I, I I think they made a mistake. But her people were like, oh, well, we don't want you playing that because like a few weeks later, you're going to be back as part of your own, you know, normal tour. And so they kind of backed out of that, which I think was a foolish thing to do. But but we
0: digress, kind of, sort of. <laughs> Well, what about order. the weekend of July 25th through 27th, 2019 Cincinnati Music Festival?
1: It keeps growing and growing. There, in addition to the festival proper, you had um, the Cincinnati Music Festival in conjunction with Vibe, Cincy, and others. They put on a show at Fountain Square, which for those who aren't familiar with Cincinnati, is kind of like the, I don't know, the front porch living room of Cincinnati downtown so they had something going on there Wednesday through Sunday with live acts as well
0: I mean the last weekend in July is popping is always popping but it's always a big event and the biggest
1: revenue generator for the city yes uh study that's been done by uh, UC University of Cincinnati Economic Center uh, has found that the economic impact of the weekend is uh, over 107 million dollars and that makes it, as Brenda said, the biggest money maker for the city of Cincinnati and bigger we, than when we say the biggest money maker,
0: we do mean the biggest money right. maker. For the city
1: of Cincinnati right. throughout the entire year. Yeah, bigger than the All Star Game. It was here. All Star Game can't hold a candle to it. Uh, bigger than you know, Taste of Cincinnati. Big. You name the event that happens annually. This, it, they're dwarfed by this. Yeah. So you and it's really
0: big uh, because you have people coming from across the U.S. to attend this event. I mean, there were people from California,
1: people from Boston, New Orleans, yeah, New Orleans, Las Vegas, Michigan, Florida, Chicago, Detroit contingent, you name it, Louisville,
0: pretty much, Atlanta. People were here in town from all over. As a matter of fact, I think um, the uh, promoter of the event said that eighty to ninety percent of those who attend the event are from out of town.
1: Yes, that's what makes it the biggest moneymaker for the city because you got all these dollars coming in from everywhere else and they got to find hotel rooms, they got to eat, they got to <laughs> do everything. Yep, so it's a big one. but um, And
0: this year was no different because we they had some of the um, biggest performers that were on the stage at Paul Brown Stadium.
1: Right, so I mean... Th- The last few years, they've kicked it off in Paul Brown Stadium inside the lounge with what they call their Throwback Thursday. And this year, they had um, EPMD, Slick Rick were there. Um, They always have a fashion show these days with that. And then our own local DJ Vader mix, who's also nationally known, but from here in Cincinnati. Kid Capri hosted that night. He hosted really the whole weekend. That was his job, hype man, MC, for all, for, for all the acts
4: that were coming on stage.
0: Now, speaking of him, let's listen to a little bit of what he had to say.
4: Just being here is, 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 is definitely a blessing because, you know, it could have been anybody, you know, and um, being there and seeing how people have a good time, that, that's all that really matters. So this whole weekend's going to be jumping off like that. And uh, we got, what, about 80,000 people to go, 40 today, 40 tomorrow. So... I'm gonna have a good time hosting and uh, getting them all crazy out there.
1: So you can tell he's still got it.
4: Yeah, he still has
0: it, and um, like um, you probably remember, he's been here in Cincinnati um, on other occasions. And as a matter of fact, he did um, the um, the, the festival right um, two years
1: ago. Exactly. So he is no stranger to Cincinnati. No, he's been here numerous times, and yeah, the last time was two years ago. As a matter of fact, um,
0: listen a little bit later, and he's going to bring us our words of wisdom. But I digress. Let's move on and continue to talk about um,
1: the, um, the festival. Yes. So we had on Friday, the, the main headliner, Maxwell, um, Earth, Wind & Fire also was there on um, Friday night as well. You had um, also on Friday, Tamiya, Robbie, Bobby, Ricky and Mike, RBRM, BBD plus one, Bobby Brown, as I like to call them, uh, Raheem Devon, and then it was opened by our own uh, Tyshawn Colquitt, who of course was in The Voice, and um, you all haven't heard the the last of him. He, he is very talented and will... Definitely break out, I think, nationally, uh, real soon here.
0: Yeah. Now, um, Taishan was among the local Cincinnati performers that um, had the opportunity of a lifetime to um, do something at the um, festival on such a big stage.
1: Yes, uh, and I and that that's a new thing they started this year, and I, I think that was great because there are lots of local artists in this area. And again, back to Kip Capri, surprisingly enough, in his press conference, he mentioned how um, uh, Ohio and Southwest Ohio in particular don't get their just due when it comes to, to music, you know, past, pres- past, present, and, of course, going on in the future and how this is such a, such a big area. Yeah, this is a big area because
0: there have been a lot of musical acts that have come from this area, but, like... Bootsy Collins.
1: Yes, but we'll 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 hit that in another podcast because it's really too big. Yeah, it is, it is too big, but I just wanted listeners
0: yeah. to know that some names that they may have heard of, like Bootsy,
1: right, Izzy are, are from this area. Right, Isley Brothers, the Ohio players who played this year. Yes, in they fact, did at the festival, and they still got it. Yeah, they still got it too. Um, I think there was all, they had all the originals who were still alive. Sugarfoot was passed away, um, and they had one one new person. Everybody else you were the originals. <laughs> I mean, they, they still got it. They, they sounded they, like they sounded, the
0: Ohio players yeah. from the past. But
1: yeah. um, even the Funky Worm, um, he, he could still make all the voices. Grandma, the Funky Worm. I was I was surprised because voices change and everything, but it was just like um, you would have expected. Now, um,
0: going back to um Friday night performers, which included Robbie I mean Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike. Right. Or R B R M. B B D plus One.
1: I think that's the easier way to say it. Okay.
0: <laughs> what was up with them being name. dressed in jackets? Did they not get the memo that <laughs>
1: <laughs> The sparkly the sparkly jackets? And they were zipped up. Zipped up, right. I was going to say, and zipped up hot. to their neck. <laughs> zipped up to their neck. I mean, was it not
0: hot? I, I, I mean, this area was coming off of 100 degree temperatures. And they
1: had to hats. So I, it was a
0: little cool, like in the 80s or
1: 90s or whatever. But yeah. that's still Cool hot. for this time of year here. And the humidity was low, because usually August in Cincinnati can get really ridiculous. I mean, I but know
0: they were on the banks of the Ohio, and so you, you might have had a little bit of a, I, you had a little bit of a cool breeze coming off the water and stuff,
1: but. I don't want to. Come on, David. I personally think. Long sleeve jackets? I think that was. Black? I think Sparkly. they. Sparkly? I think they dress like Black, that. Black blue jeans? I think they dress like that. To help out the the um, uh, the B and R B R N.
0: I don't care. I was hot looking at. Because that
1: they could disguise. I don't
0: care. His body shape. I was hot looking at them. And for those who
1: don't know, what I'm talking about I'm talking about Bobby Brown, who made fun of himself. Because when he was singing uh, my prerogative. No, you don't need to go into these specific lyrics. <laughs> I, I won't, but he 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 made fun of himself in the lyrics. <laughs> and I looked at Brenda and said, Did he just say what I think he said? It's like, well at least he knows how he looks. <laughs> and now, now don't get us
0: wrong. They performed
1: They they were they, they were, were really good. They won our poll.
0: Yeah, and they did. They, they did. They won our uh, this and that poll that we posted on Twitter. Um, they were the big winners for the Friday best night. performance on Friday night. But I, again, I was just hot looking at them. I'm sorry <laughs> because they were in all black, including their T-shirts
1: underneath the jackets were black. Plus the hats. I mean, the hats going to make you you know five degrees warmer as well. And they yeah. all had on fedoras, except for Michael Bivens hat on, of course, his baseball hat. And it, and the, the hats were, were black with red trim. And uh, Michael Bivens had a red logo. I, I don't remember what
3: the logo well, was. Well, you I know, I, it, am, so.
0: I am not mad at RBRM. I am glad that they could move around like they were moving around on the stage, exerting energy, dressed in all black. They gave a show. They gave a show, they, they and a, I'm they, happy they for them, and they did good. Right. Earthwind Fire put on a show as well. Yeah, but it, it, when it comes to their dress, their dress was <laughs> red and black. So they, too, did not get the memo that this particular area is, shall we say,
1: warm Now, in the summertime. Now, what you were saying about looking at RBRM, I was looking at Philip Bailey, and Philip Bailey made me hot. That's all I got to say. Well, um, and, and the bass player's pants were on fire. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Because they were You could still play and and move. They were
0: sparkly. <laughs> and yes, he was moving. As and usual. yes, they, Earth, Wind, and Fire, sounded good too.
1: Yeah, they put on a show as, well, as you would expect. Now, Maxwell was a headliner. They, he came after Earth, Wind, and Fire. And if you're familiar with Maxwell's music, I like Maxwell. But Maxwell, you know, was slow and mellow and whatever and that putting putting him at the end was just didn't work out very well. From that perspective. And that was kind of the feedback everybody has said for the most part. Like Maxwell, but it was kinda all of a sudden everybody was up, yeah, everything went in fire, then it's, you know, Maxwell's being Maxwell. Yeah, he was B Maxwell. He you know, sounded Mr. good, Smooth, but he Mr. was Mr. Cool, Mr. Smooth, Mr. Well, cool. So that's 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 just the way that that went. But he he, he performed, he, he did his thing, but it was just needs he needs a just one song that's this kind of up tempo to keep things moving.
0: So we're going to get into uh Saturday night.
1: Yes, Saturday night you had um, um Mary J. Blige was a headliner, we'll get back to that. Um, also you had um, Ohio players who could still play as we, we mentioned um, Blackstreet uh, who, who personally I thought would have done better in our, our poll than they did Because I thought Blackstreet put on a, a really, really good performance there as well And it was Blackstreet, the original Blackstreet plus you know Teddy Riley back with them and Dave Hollister So that that was um, good to see them back together. They need to come up and record new music. That's just my personal opinion on it. Um, Then Mary J. Blige was a headliner, but she didn't close the show. But she gave a show. She gave a show. It was closed out by perennial favorites in this area. And in the Cincinnati music festivals, I would say there are two acts that you, you know what time of year it is because of when they're here. And that has to do with, outside the context of the Cincinnati Music Festival, Jimmy Buffett, Jimmy Puffett's gonna come here and all the paired heads are gonna congregate and that's that. And you know, okay, it's the beginning of summer. But you know it's July, August because Frankie, Beverly, and Mays, or it's really technically Mays featuring Frankie Beverly. But Frankie, Beverly, and Mays are gonna show up and Frankie's gonna be his white linen. And I would be remiss to say there will they,
0: be a, they will be dressed in their white, and, and you will see there will be a them. hashtag whiteout, yeah. meaning everybody in attendance pretty much would be dressed in white. Which includes the other
1: musical acts. Except for Mary J. Except for Mary J. But I was almost going to say guy, but Black Street, Ohio but, Players, everybody was all white. But Mary J. She's Mary J. She's Mary J. She's like, so she she I'm not going to do any whiteout. You know, no disrespect but to Frankie. she, she
0: did kind of, sort of, kind of pay tribute because her boots. And yes, you heard me. Her boot that she knee was wearing. High. Well, were they knee high or thigh high? I think they they were, were knee high. Knee high. And they had heels on them. Made me high. And she was moving on the stage. I mean, she was dancing I don't and see how she could move. jumping and all this other stuff. I mean, she put on a performance. Those heels were... of like on Friday night when RBRM was dressed all in black and they were moving around in yeah. the heat. Well, Mary J was doing that on Saturday with her boots on and she was moving around and she
1: gave a performance. And those, those heels were higher than three inches. I don't know how she could move and maintain her balance. She's Mary J. Because she was, it was... Yeah, I guess... So she 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 threw it down, I have yeah. to say. She threw it down. Mary J. did her thing. Frankie Beverly and Mays, of course. Frankie's Frankie. He did his thing as well, I have to say. And um, instead of just talking about some of this stuff, let's um, go in. The loyal listeners know that um, this and that, we're a shoestring budget. We can't pay royalty rights, but we have music and we have the rights to play what we're going to play here. So don't be concerned.
0: Yes, don't be concerned. Because, or don't be concerned that
1: David is going to sing. Or sing or make sound effects. No, no. We actually have the performer, the the artist performing. Yeah. So we're going to play a little bit yep. of snippets. Play some, some of, some of those words.
0: snippets, please. So this
1: is not me humming or singing or anything else. So let's just, we, let's just, do um, go back to Friday, and play a little bit of um, Earth, Wind, and Fire. So as you can see, they still got it. Yeah, positive messaging and all. Absolutely. So um, again, and to, to understand what we were talking about with Maxwell, Mr. Smooth, let's let's play a little bit of, of of Maxwell, and a little bit is all you need. It's pretty much was like this the whole whole performance. Maxwell's just too cool for me. Yep, and he and he had on this headband. I don't know what what's up with the headband. <laughs> that was, a, I'm that was even, a that was a new look. But at least he was not wearing black. No, no, he was. But he was also there when it was probably the the lowest temperature uh, it was going to be at night. Come on, they were performing under those hot lights. This is true, but every little bit helps. Ambient temperature Mm -hmm. drop down helps. So
0: let's listen to a little bit of Saturday, starting with Mary J. of Franklin is the queen.
1: Well, she was the queen of soul. I've heard people call Mary J. the queen of R and B or whatever. Okay. Sometimes.
0: All right. Well, nevertheless, Mary J. was good, and um, and she was
1: good enough to be the winner of our Saturday, Saturday poll. Yep. And um, coming in close second and close out the show, Maze featuring Frankie Beverly, which everybody calls Frankie Beverly Maze, because that's really what it is. So let's let's um, hear them. Now, Brenda, the song is back in stride again, but they never got out of stride. (laughs) So (laughs) every time I hear them play that, I'm like, you never lost it.
0: (laughs) It it doesn't matter. The um, audience was there, entertained, loving their music, swaying back and forth. Um, Frankie could be... A hundred and one years old. He
1: will be a hundred something. I don't wish ill on him. And but he's still
0: gonna... performing, and hmm. the audience in this area will still welcome him and love him. And not just
1: here, across the country. And that's what's going to happen. Some some place I don't know. Thirty years in the future, forty years, Frankie Beverly is going to do a performance. People are going to say, "Oh, that's the greatest Frankie performance." And you're going to find out the next morning that. You know, he's passed away. He's going to he's gonna pass away doing what he loves. That's that's my prediction and on that. Isn't, he's not isn't gonna be that laying the way up it in, should be? That's the way it should be, exactly. He's not going to be laying up in some, you know, uh, old folks' home or something like that. He's going to be out on the road, even if they have to wheel him out, or he wheels himself out. <laughs> that's what's going to happen.
0: Well, like we said earlier, um, according to the um, promoters, this is one of the... Largest uh, music festivals that they've had in their fifty-plus years of having the music festival, because they had like over seventy thousand over three nights. Right,
1: over seventy thousand folks were there, um, and and that's just in Paul Brown Stadium. As I mentioned before, they had the fourth annual Cincy Soul, which is also known as the Black Taste of Cincinnati. Cincinnati, every Memorial Day weekend, has the Taste of Cincinnati. This is becoming known as the Black Taste of Cincinnati because you have um, African-American, Afro-Caribbean, African-themed restaurants, food trucks, caterers, and there were like over 40 of them this year selling their wares. You also have all sorts of other artists, apparel, and so forth. And you had folks performing on stage, so... Uh, people like um, Chub Rock was here on Friday, Roxanne Chante, you know, this is how we do it, Montel Jordan, and on and on. They've, they were performing, along with uh, local artists as well. But in addition to the um, music
0: acts and the um, food vendors, um, you also had um, workshops that were being put on by the um, African American Chamber in conjunction with the um, other, or with other organizations, yes, that were doing business-related um, workshops for people that were looking for inspiration or info on how to get into the world world of business.
1: Yes, so one of those was oh, um, shall I say entrepreneurship. entrepreneurship business as well. They had some business um, um, development kind of stuff there too. But on the entrepreneurial piece you're going with uh, with the, the chamber, they had um from from New York, Johanna Howard uh, was here along with her um, her her partner, and they were doing an entrepreneurial uh, entrepreneurial workshop on that um, Saturday.
0: So yeah, that's just one
1: of the examples, and she has they an interesting some, they story. They've got some nice um,
0: <laughs> nice high-end high household, yes. high, high end <laughs> household items that they sell. Yes. Yeah, so you can look them up on uh, their website.
1: Yeah, johannahoward.com, I do believe. is a website. So a lot of things happened. Um, they're going to do it all again next year. The date's already been set for CMF 2020, July 23rd to 25th. Uh, Paul Brown Stadium. Now, as they get ready for next year's event,
0: which mm-hmm. I'm sure they've already started planning. Of course. Who would you want to see perform?
1: Oh, um, I'd like to see, and I, I, they, they're still performing, so they, they need to call them up and book them, in my opinion. That's SOS Band, Sounds of Success, out of Atlanta. They, they would put on a good show. And um, I, I, could just, I could visualize the show. I could make it up for them. They come out. Whoever does the intro, they, they got um, Just Be Good to Me going in the background, the intro to that. Because that's a natural intro, the way that starts out. And they would end their show with um, The Finest. That, that's how SOS Band would go down. Then um, local group, we already talked about them, mentioned them. That's the Isley Brothers. They need yeah. to get the Isley Brothers together and and, and the Isley just... and like you said, the Isley Brothers
0: are a local group because they're from, as Miss Nettie would
1: say, beautiful Lincoln Heights. Well, she would say, beautiful Lincoln Heights. <laughs> so that <laughs> if you don't know who Miss Nettie is, you gotta Google some Cincinnati stuff. That's, and that's, that's right
0: up the road from <laughs> Cincinnati, so. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. They should get the Iceley Brothers. Right,
1: and and um, also I'd like to see, and this is just not going to happen. And that would be Renee and Angela, or I guess it would be pronounced now Renee and Angela because the Angela it was was Angela Winbush, but nobody knew how to pronounce her name back then. And they they were songwriting partners. They did a whole bunch of stuff. Their their album um, was very influential. And then they broke up. Uh, and and I'm not even sure they're on speaking terms, but but like to see them get together. And if you had, Isley Brothers and Renee and Angela there, you could then break out so some soul Angela Winbush stuff, and then get into where because Ronnie Isley and Angela Winbush, or Angela Winbush used to be married. I don't know how amicable that split was, oh, I didn't but know they that. yeah they used to be married and they had done some things together. You could have them get together if they're on speaking terms now. See, I could I could. Put together, well, a subset I, of their... I think you should <laughs> call the...
0: Um, uh, what do you call these people? Um, the promoters? What are their names?
1: I can't oh, remember. Oh, the Santangelo group?
0: Yeah, you need to call up the Santangelo Call up Mr. Santangelo? And, and give them yeah, an make idea. make that happen. And um, the person that I would want to see, of course, Miss Patty. Oh, yeah, Patty Liddell. How could you not have yes. a festival, a music festival... And not have Miss Patty.
1: And she could bring some of her pies. Exactly.
0: (laughs) You'd have the pies selling up front. (laughs) And people would buy them. People would buy them, yes. Sit and enjoy them while they are listening to her sing from her catalog of great songs. Although
1: I think the cobbler is better than the pie, isn't that? It
0: doesn't matter.
1: (laughs) Okay, fine. They
0: just need to bring Miss Patty to town. That sounds like a sounds like a plan. So, um, and now, what if they were to invite some blue-eyed soul?
1: Oh well, I mean, Robin Thicke. That's you know that would be the the I guess obvious choice. Yeah. For the, for the festival, I, I can't I can't think of anybody else. Um, this is not this. Is, Timberlake would not work. No, in, no. in this. But what
0: about um? What's her name? She used to be a. Judge on what's, the voice.
1: What's her name?
0: She used to be a judge blue-eyed on the soul. voice. You
1: mean Christina Aguilera? Yeah, yeah that's she's not blue eyed soul. Oh, I thought she was. No, she's okay. a straight soul. I mean, Christina Aguilera she would she would be okay. Well well that's what I of her thought, stuff. but I thought she'd huh. be considered blue eyed soul. No. No. Okay. And neither right. is Robin Thicke, per se, really. Alright. But well, then he's the closest. A, that's
0: a Michael McDonald thing.
1: Yeah. But, but Michael McDonald, no. although he, he the, the older caddy. he, the old, yes, he's worked for a lot of people. He used to write for Motown. But um, the older he gets, the more I can understand him singing. Because that would be, and I, this is not a knock at him, but listen to some Doobie Brothers with Michael McDonald. You don't know what the man is saying. <laughs> minute, by minute That's the background. What is Michael McDonald saying? I don't know what he's saying. I remember when they were on What's Happening. You know, you couldn't under—you still couldn't understand him. He was singing live on What's Happening episode. I don't remember Roger were bringing him in for that. But you can understand him now. I saw him on a, a special on a, streaming on something. I was going like, I can. When you just, he can actually articulate now. When you just did <laughs> your um
0: early Michael McDonald impression. Yes. Do you know what you sounded like? <laughs>
1: Uh, a moose call? No. You sounded like the show. Oh, the show on the Muppet Show. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I probably did that. <laughs>
1: and on that note, we probably should end the segment. We have jumped the shark. <laughs> It was another
0: great year for the festival. and we look forward to 2020.:
1: Brenda's lost it. That's she's lost it. She's trying not to crack up. So yes, on her behalf it was it was an awesome festival. Next year it'll be great again. Um, maybe we should call up Mr. St. Angelo and give him our suggestions. I think we should. I, I think we should.
0: So, let's go and give him a call.
1: Yeah. Comments? Send your feedback to thisandthat@aboutgreatercincinnati.com. at Now we're up to our words of wisdom. And as we mentioned previously in the show, they come from Kid Capri. Now, Kid Capri was in town uh, this past week weekend for the Cincinnati Music Festival, as previously mentioned, he gave a a press conference and in response to a question from Sister Kelly from a local program called Prayer and Praise, he gave as part of that that response some words of encouragement and the like for everyone out there, young and old, and we thought it, it definitely rose to the level of being words of wisdom worthy.
4: Well, every day, God bless me. I wake up every day thanking God just to wake up, you know, and just being to see how my career went all this time. You know, um, first of all, it starts with the household, the family, you know, it starts with God, but it starts with the household. You know, it, it, once you raise the proper way, a certain way, you, those things carry on with you. And you see all the things that are going on in the world and, you know, make you shake your head. But one man can't stop to, you know, cure the whole world. So at the end of the day, you just do what you can do as an individual, try to help who you can. And whoever's with that, with that process, you know, it'll be able to uh, work out. Um, I'm just blessed to be able to be here and do what I do every day. You know, God showed me that every day that I'm able to um, stay healthy. That's number one. And um, be able to uh, have people that even want to care about my career or have me involved with anything. So that's just a blessing for itself.
0: Thank you, Kid Capri, for your words of encouragement. And hopefully there will be some out there who will hear it. And we'll take heed to your words of wisdom.
1: You are now listening to This and That with David and Brenda. We are now at the end of the show.
0: So are we done with our infotainment for today? Uh, Yes, we are. So that brings episode 26 to a close and... Again, a lot of great information that we shared. Absolutely.
1: Now, uh, next week, episode 27, I think we're just going to leave that as a surprise as to what we will cover.
0: Yeah, leave that as a surprise. Especially, I like surprises when you do the um, the chef.
1: (laughs) The Swedish chef? (laughs) <laughs> well, I don't know what The Swedish Chef has anything to do with this, <laughs> but... It was a
0: surprise. No one was expecting
1: that Saturday. First of all, it wasn't The Swedish Chef, but that's... But that's what you said. <laughs> well, The Muppets was one of my favorite shows. Still is. Okay. They should bring it back. All right, well, I'm just going to say
0: all the best, Peace out, because I cannot do this anymore.
1: (laughs) Yeah, she's finally lost it. Until next week, bye folks.
0: You have been listening to This and That, a podcast collaboration about some of everything about anything. This has been hosted by David and Brenda and is presented by about greatercincinnati.com Music by Poddington Bear Please subscribe to our podcast so that you can stay up to date about future episodes. If you have any comments or suggestions about this episode, future episodes, interested in sponsorship and or advertising, please email us at This and that at AboutGreaterCincinnati.com. All rights reserved. Thank you and all the best.